just 16 and 16 in the regular season. Facing down two single elimination games as a sixth seed. Ousting the top seeding Connecticut Sun in the semis. And now on the brink of their first championship. Griner's three. Rebound Parker. She's left the And welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rebus. And this is episode nine. And Freddie, we have a new champion, the Chicago Sky. Uh, your team, buddy, your team took it. We thought it would be five games. It ended up being four. Uh, we're going to get into all the finals stuff, but we got to start off by just giving the Chicago Sky a lot of love. They definitely deserve it. Freddie, as a Chicago Sky fan from the beginning, tell me how you feel. I'm feeling pretty good, but uh, you know, I feel like I can't take too much of a victory lap here. This is uh, my first year, you know, diving all the way into the league. And even, you know, during some of the season, I felt myself like pivoting to the, uh, the aces. So I'm not like a day one <laughs> Sky fan. You know what I mean? I, I did enjoy yeah. them last year. I liked, you know, Quigley and Vandersloot. Um, and, you know, so I, when, when Parker came over, I, you know, fully was like, okay, you know, we're doing this podcast. This is my team. But, you know, I'm not a hardcore. So I feel like I can't take too much credit, you know? Okay, Freddie, I feel like you're being too hard on yourself, that you should take all the credit because right. let's be real, the Chicago sky did not look good all season long. In fact, there was a point where it didn't even look like they were going to fully even be in the playoffs. Like they had some rough goings there, but then I guess post Olympic break, they really came back. I mean, I feel like post Olympic break, a lot of teams made a huge run. Like the sky made a big run. The mercury made a big run. The Connecticut suns made a big run. Yeah. The and sun's so, run just was wide. Like they, did they close out? Like, yeah. How many wins did they close out? The I think it was on? 14. Like, incredible. But yeah, they, they, that's a playoff story, but we, we've already touched on that. Yeah. But sorry. Don't apologize. Don't apologize ever. Fair enough. You know what? I'm not <laughs> sorry for liking this guy. I, I'm not sorry for, you know, talking but about it, the suns. It was just, it was an incredible run. I think Courtney Vandersloot had one of the best playoff runs, probably in WNBA history. Um, she was absolutely on fire. Um, I was really impressed, not shocked or surprised, but just really impressed with uh, uh, Candace Parker's leadership. Mm -hmm. I want to say, I just feel like she just had so much veteran poise about her that I just really loved, like, even though I was rooting for the Mercury and we're going to get into everything about the Mercury. Oh, yeah. But I just felt like I couldn't help but not be impressed with her. She's impossible not to like. 
oh, she's so unbelievably charming. She's such a good leader. I feel like, yeah, she did go off, but, you know, Vandersloot was amazing. Copper was incredible. You know, even Quigley uh, had the highest point average. And, you know, I feel like she kind of went under the radar a little bit in that series, but also, Mm -hmm. you know, showed up for the finals. And I think I always like have so much love for a role player when they, when they kind of like show up big and do good stuff. So shout out to uh, Stephanie Dolson who yeah. you know, got some huge, huge kind of like clinching buckets, just the feeling, you know, you must have to be someone who, you know, spends most of your time setting screens for plays and, and not getting a lot of love and going up against Griner, you know, I think just, yeah, I, I want to shout out Dolson big time because like what, you know, watching her go back to the bench after those like straight, those two buckets was just like, Oh man, this is a huge, huge moment in your life. Yeah, I remember we were talking last episode and I was like, I don't even remember who the center for the sky is. And then especially game four, I felt like Dolson really, really stood out and yeah, had a really tough defensive assignment. Yeah, absolutely deserved all the love and praise. I mean, we also got to talk about Kalia Copper had some pretty iconic moments in this, especially the uh, the stare down on Sophie Cunningham. Uh, Kalia Copper now sells merch. Oh my God. With that stare down, which is just wild. I mean, it's just like I saw it and it's just like a t-shirt with that photo on it. But to me, I'm like, come on, you got to dress it up a little. Take away the background. Just have you staring down Sophie. Maybe give it a little like artistic, maybe even like a slight, you know, effect on it. You know what I mean? Like, don't just like slap a photo on a t-shirt, right? Totally. And And I do have to say, if I was like Sophie, there's a part of me who'd be like, what the hell? You got a foul on that play. Like you kind of got in my face, but like, you know, she had, like, Sophie hadn't gotten up yet. And I'm yes. not saying, I'm not trying to say that like copper wasn't like, you know, wouldn't win the, you know, fight or whatever. I don't know. But um, I do feel like, yeah, it, it reminds me of when someone kind of is like, in the mix for a block, but still gets like posterized. And then they're, you know, forever part of this moment where they're like, Hey, I was blank. You know what I mean? There's kind of like their side to the story. Yeah. If you're Sophie Cunningham, you are at a farm in Idaho right now (laughs) with like a dartboard with Kalia Copper's face (laughs) on it. Okay. And you're just like lifting barrels of hay, just waiting for the day. Oh my God, hundred percent! I'm so glad you said farm because like <laughs> the whole series, they were like Sophie Cunningham. She's got that farm strength. Yeah, that was so crazy. <laughs> they kept saying that the whole series. I was like, okay, you know, easy on the farm. Strength. Like she must be from a farm. Like <laughs> totally. It's like I feel like there was like a like every quote. They're like, honestly, like if that was on a farm, Sophie would have rocked that. Like yeah, like, it's like why would this ever be on a farm? <laughs> A lot of farm references for the finals. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. There's definitely like uh, an over. She's like, oh, my hair is blonde. Board. I'm um, going to make it blonder. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny, too, because I feel like she um, let me just look at her like her stats quickly. I feel like she had a good series or she had a couple moments like there was at least, a, a you know, looks like she averaged five points. So n- not a great series, actually, but. She, you know, there were a couple moments in the series where I feel like she was going off for three. You know, who knows? Maybe that was a pivotal, you know, turning moment as far as momentum goes with uh, Copper staring her down and being like, you're not going to win this series. So finals MVP. I want to 
save all the the phoenix mercury stuff for a second segment but i i will say that i've never seen a streakier team maybe in my life like when when the phoenix mercury are good they are so good and when Mm -hmm. they are missing shots they all just crumble so hard yeah just so hard like i i don't anyway it, it really floored me they had some of the worst dry spells i don't know mm-hmm. what else to call it some of the worst dry spells i've ever seen in my totally. life like it was painful well, at times okay so 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 check this out just you know i'm still kind of looking at the basketball reference stats yes assists on the series uh chicago 92 and phoenix 73 and chicago's ho- uh, highest person was uh skylar diggins smith uh, with 27 and Vandersloot had 50 assists in yeah. four games. Yeah. So it's like, that is ludicrous. And, you know, I think that goes to show too, like, you know, Parker also with 14 assists, they were just, the, I think that double distributor, like, you know, their offense was like way more like clockwork and yes, they did lose one game in overtime, but mm-hmm. I think other than that, they, they were the best. Yeah, they really dominated the series. I thought it was going to be closer. Like I said, I thought it was going to be five games. I thought it was going to be closer. I think I, I said felt, five games too. Yeah, we both said five, but I really felt like this guy absolutely dominated this series. And I also feel like, um, and maybe this is a good time to segue into the Phoenix stuff. I just felt like karma was on the sky's favor. Oh, hundred percent. It absolutely was like you had uh, the game two where Tarasi pushed the ref. Oh man. The ref push that is like legendary heel stuff for me because I'm like, I, you know, you didn't, I understand it wasn't like a full heave, but sorry, I feel like I'm cutting you off, but like just even the pushing the ref is like, Whoa, that was intense. Yeah. Cause like when I watched that live, I thought the ref tripped me too. And then it wasn't until the next day that I realized when like all the, you know, when I'm reading all these articles the next day that she was actually pushed and I was like, Whoa, that's actually really intense. And then the, that's serious. No, why? No, never. I mean, and then, and then even on the broadcast, they were like the WNBA rules state that this would be a suspension and they only find her and didn't suspend her. And that for me was when the series, I just felt like, oh, it's over. Cause that game three was ugly. I think they only scored 50 points. Mm-hmm. These are the basketball gods now taking over. Not that I'm like that spiritual, right. but it, it just had that 50. energy to it. Yeah. And it just had that energy to it. And I was like, I really don't think the Mercury are going to come back from this. And between that and because like I've been a huge Diana Taurasi fan this whole season really just was doing superhuman stuff before this series she was on such an incredible run when they named her the goat I thought they were going to wait till the season was over mm-hmm. and I thought it was really awkward that they did that during the finals and I was like oh Cause in, when we were talking last episode, I was like, yeah, she's going to keep doing all this superhuman mm-hmm. stuff until she gets the goat trophy. And really it all kind of, it all kind of crumbled for Diana after that. And I don't, I, I can't say that's like a coincidence, but I couldn't, or I am saying it's just a coincidence, but I couldn't help but notice that the miracles kind of ended for her. And not only did they end like, I mean, 
between pushing the ref and then destroying that locker room door, Mm -hmm. I think the thing that concerns me the most was the lack of accountability. Well said. So like, yeah, the whole time you were talking about the ref thing, that was the main word that was kind of like coming into my head. And I feel like Tarasi really has this kind of like mentality that's like, I don't apologize. You know, her quote on the door was like, yeah, whatever. You know, there were a lot of doors in there. Yeah. Yeah. Her quote on the ref was like, yeah, you know, I've had bigger fines before or whatever. And like, I think there's a certain amount of that in basketball, which is, you know, fun and like, you know, people love to get behind. And it's like, I'm not going to apologize for being the best type of thing. But yeah, I, you know, I, I, I talk about this all the time, um, every, anytime I'm talking about basketball, but like there's different types of leadership. And I think we really saw a more holistic yeah. leadership with Parker. I, you know, I know we're talking about the, Absolutely. Uh, with, with the Mercury, but you know, that like, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword gets ugly sometimes. And, you know, yeah, with all the goat stuff, she was looking pretty flawless. You know, we said on, on, on the last pod that she hadn't lost in the finals. Well, you know, guess what? She lost now. And I think Parker mm-hmm. is also not done with her goat case, right? So, no. yeah, it's interesting, you know, and I, I, I don't pertain to know, like, have an you know, exact opinion on, like, you know, if, if this makes Parker better than Tarasi, I'd probably still have to go over it and, like, you know, I'm still a student here, but. Well, I think unlike, unlike the NBA 75 list, I could see this 25 being shuffled a little. By the time we get totally. to 50, like, I don't know if people are still going to consider Diana Taurasi the best WNBA player of all time, 25 years from now. Right. But with that being said, it really did leave the whole goat conversation in a weird place. I don't know if it's because they just named her the goat that maybe that's why they didn't want to suspend her for a game because they thought, oh, that'll be a bad look. But then I'm like, this whole thing ended up being an even worse look. Yeah, I do think that the WNBA, like, is, you know, watching it a lot, I feel like there's this kind of balancing act they're always doing between marketing the game and, like, actually letting whatever happens on the court happen. And I don't mean there's, like, you know, conspiracy or, like, ref manipulation or stuff like that. But, I mean, like, as far as, like, who gets fined and when and like how they promote the conversation of the WNBA. It's, it's a complicated dance because yeah, I think Tarasi was kind of, um, you know, a hero throughout these playoffs and like thoroughly got outplayed and seemed to be a, you know, a kind of, kind of a bitter loser. And I think if you're someone who, you know, if you're watching this sport with your kids, there's a little bit of a different tone. That's kind of like, well, you know, I want my kids to want to win or whatever, but also there's a bad side to being too like too much of a perfectionist, I guess, you know, and it it, it sucks that, that she lost, but like, yeah, the, the door breaking, I mean, I feel like, you know, there's, she kind of deserves to have the, the sky make fun of it. Like they are, you know? Yeah. I do think that they deserve that, especially Considering, like I said, just the lack of accountability for all of it, the whole series. I don't think there was any bias by the refs. However, 
I do think there was an implicit bias by the league for Diana Taurasi. Uh, yeah, she, she definitely the, gets the star treatment. Like, yeah, like, so yeah, I do think there was bias there. Absolutely. Sorry, I just felt like you were saying, I don't think there was, but I just wanted to say, like, I do think there was bias. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I should say, like, I, I don't feel like there was like a like a whole conspiracy, but I do feel like, you know, when you're a superstar player, you do kind of like you you draw more fouls, you do things that other players couldn't get away with, you kind of like, you know, and, and I feel like some of that's earned, some of that isn't. And that's like a dance. That's, that's part of the dance I'm kind of referring to. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's a bit of a dance like game to game, but I just think the league not holding her accountable was a mistake. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd say I, I agree because I feel like it kind of got ugly. Yeah. And that, uh, part of the reason for that, I think, is like the lack of accountability. Like, I think the ref push is yeah. a good place to start. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. They can't do that. Also, oh, my God, that game four was really physical. Like that whole game four, I was like, there might be a fight. Like <laughs> the whole game, I was like, oh, this has an energy. If it went it. to game five. Like it would have been intense and like, yeah, we should talk about a little bit about that game four because like also like the Phoenix, I feel like, you know, so I feel like the Phoenix Mercury mostly had that. And they it, really blew it. They that blew was like, it. well, that was their best game maybe. And I feel like that contributes to, you know, everything we're referring to with like the locker room stuff. And like, I don't know if you want to go there yet about like, you know, not reporting for press. And yeah, no, absolutely. And I, do. I feel yeah. like we should dive in. Like, I'm sure we both got a bunch of opinions. Yeah, so the Phoenix Mercury did not speak to the media after uh, after the game for loss. Uh, the team was fined. Okay, my theory on this. First of all, I do think they should have talked to the media. Let's just, you know, say that right there. But I think when you have someone like Diana Taurasi breaking the locker room door. Yeah. Like, that's intense. Like, I was saying, like, that's heavy. Right. Like that's really heavy. And I just feel like maybe they didn't want to address the media in an effort to protect her. That's what I think happened. I think that's a pretty fair theory. I, I do think like, you know, the conversation seemed to like zigzag to me pretty quick because I feel like, you know, the early take was sort of like, you know, if like maybe we should kind of like factor this in when we talk about like mental health and then pretty quickly, you know, that didn't seem to be a continuing theme here. And it was kind of like, you know, I think there was a $10,000 fine from the WNBA for not reporting. And yeah, I will say that like, just as a personal fan, I've always felt a bit, you know, icky about, I would say really emotional interviews in general. And I feel mm -hmm. like I don't necessarily need it. Like, you know, right when someone's still exasperated, like I'm okay with a quote the next day, but I mm -hmm. also feel like, you know, that's the part of the, you know, larger, and I'm, I'm sure I'm articulating it like not well, but like the dance of like trying to sell this league, like people do want to see those instant takes. They want to see the loser, they want to see the winner and they want to see how you react. If you cry, if you're upset. And I feel like, yeah, it's kind of an interesting moment for me as a fan here. Like what, like how to ingest a team just not showing up after the finals, like for media, that's, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the fine's appropriate, but also 
I wasn't in the locker room, so I don't know like what all went down. Like, so to me, I think what bugs me about it is when people refer to it as bad sportsmanship, because in my opinion, showing up to the media is only about money. Couldn't agree more. It's not about anything else. It's only about money and it's only about the economy of sports. Right. So everyone can get their articles out right away and they can get their clickbait and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. That is the only reason for that to be a thing. And I don't like when people refer to that as poor sportsmanship. Now, obviously pushing the ref and we've already established and the whole door thing. Did they shake hands? Maybe. I'm curious. Yeah, I feel like who are you referring to shaking hands? I'm curious. Like, did did Tarasi and Griner and and Diggin Smith did they shake hands with all this? Oh, yeah, they did. They all congratulated. Yeah, they all shook hands with the Chicago suck with the Chicago Sky and said congratulations after the game. They all did. See, that's the sportsmanship thing, I feel like that to that to me is kind of like, you know, that's the most important thing because like when players walk off without you know, respecting their kind of like fellow athletes. That's what yes. I'm like. All right, come on now. But yeah, and they absolutely the media, yeah, did it's that. A different thing. Sorry, the media is a different thing. And you know, I actually have a a question for you, which I'm kind of surprising you with here, okay? Because this has just been a debate in my mind all week, and I haven't really settled somewhere, which is unlike me. I'm usually comfortable being pretty opinionated, but you know, we see like this behavior from Diana, which is obviously like bad. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say it isn't, Mm -hmm. but I feel like, I think the Chicago sky taking the door to the parade is funny, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't call it good sportsmanship. And I wouldn't call Kalia copper selling merch of that stare down good sportsmanship either. I'm not saying it's as bad. It's definitely not as bad. I'm Mm -hmm. not, you know, claiming that in any way, but it just made me like, I guess like I'm kind of over the whole petty thing and everybody being petty all the time. Because to me, I feel like everyone on the internet enjoys being petty because they don't know how else to be funny. And it's just become like the thing to do. But to me, it's still comes from a negative place and i think mm-hmm. i'm just kind of over it i feel like you know i i laugh sometimes at things but i also feel like generally i'm less interested in like the petty part of sports as well like this is you know like a yeah uh, we're, we're just a quick nba reference when i feel like it was like the golden state warriors you know put champagne all over the like Cleveland locker room and then like referred to that. Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. weird because I feel like it's, it's a part of competition Mm -hmm. and it's a part of like these competitive people are just kind of like that because we encourage them to be hyper competitive, like in all things at all Mm -hmm. times. So that type of, uh, you know, attitude, I guess seems pretty natural, but also as a fan, I'm going to enjoy much more like, you know, that the moment from Dolson or like Parker calling over her daughter and hugging yeah. her. Like, I like that story more. I feel like it connects like in a more meaningful, broader way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm basically just, you know, a- agreeing with you. Like, I, I definitely won't claim to like not find certain things funny because I do. But also, 
Like I find the door thing funny. I find the copper merch kind of funny, but I also, you know, it's mean spirited. And I think that's, it's okay to acknowledge both things. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, but it definitely as a fan, I appreciate, maybe I'm like just becoming like a softy or I always was, but like, I do like the wholesome stuff more so than, you know, the petty stuff. Like, it's just kind of, yeah, I do too. But I also yeah. think maybe I am a bit of a softy. Like, I don't expect every, I don't expect everyone listening to like agree with me. I think most people just want to have fun and show off that door on a stage, you know, and do memes. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I think yeah. the door thing isn't as bad. Cause like you said, like Diane Taurasi's behavior, like she kind of deserves to be mocked a little, like a I little bit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Anger, so, I, you know, I, so, but I think selling the t-shirts feels a bit more mean to me. Me but too. That's well, what yeah, people like, do like, that's just kind of what people do now, but it's that, that whole like, moment. Oh, like, I know, I know we were yes, ripping on the, yeah, the yeah. farm stuff, but like, you know, <laughs> Copper did foul her. And when she, like, I know she was going for the ball, but like she, there was a, you know, a slight neck wrap going on there. Like when she was yeah, going like, for the ball, it wasn't, it wasn't tender stuff. And it's not like, again, I'm not like really trying to like, like stump for Sophie in any regard. And Copper was the MVP as well. So I feel like, you know, I don't want to just talk about her in this, this moment. She was incredible. No, she was incredible. Series playoffs, You're absolutely series. right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that it just, I think it was one of those things where it became an iconic moment because it was like, it was just a big moment. And, but I, yeah, know, like yeah. I love it as an iconic moment. Me too. Like, but, but also I, I see so, the petty side. Like, yeah. And maybe I'm just too old school for my own good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like Vince Carter would dunk on Alonzo Morning, but then he didn't like sell a t shirt of it the next week. But it's just a different generation, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's, it ages me maybe to feel this way. Well, I feel like there was definitely that like all sorts of like petty levels, which I'm sure we'll learn about more with, with the WNBA, but like definitely with like any other league that is like historical petty stuff. But I do feel mm. like the 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 speed of and, and the vehicle of like how merch gets like made and put up like does ch- kind of change the game. Yeah, yeah, it does. It it's does. like the new poster is like, well, actually, let's just make something go viral. And it's like, whoa, yikes. This is like pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine if people disagree, if they're just like, no, 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 this is just what it is now, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. I don't have to be right about it. But it's just, but it was just something that was like, I don't know. That's why I said, like, I hadn't fully settled in a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like a debate in my mind, like because every I just felt like everyone was calling the Mercury like bad sports, which I think they deserved. But I was like, I don't know if the sky are being like fully, fully great sports either, but not nearly as bad. Totally. Yeah, that's kind of where I settle on that. Yeah. But I'll say this highly entertaining series. Highly. entertaining. I was riveted the entire time. Even during the blowout, I was like, this is one of the worst blowouts. Or actually, like, it, was. it was the worst blowout in uh, WNBA finals history. I feel like got to shout out Chance. Got to shout yes. out well, with the copper jersey. No less. Yes. You know, got to shout out, um, uh, you know, the NBA players who, who showed up. But like really just Devin Booker with the with the old school camera. Like, yeah, that was wild. The so way he weird winked funny, through like, that camera. I was like what camera is this like i know it was good gold. Ad- good advertising for the camera yeah yeah gold. whoever that like, retro what kind of photos are we getting out of this 
Yeah, I'd like to see those photos, first of all. And like, yeah, first, I wonder if he posted them. I, I don't, I'm not on his Insta. <laughs> they're just blurry and like totally horrible photos. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, like, like whatever, you know, camera company that like product placement handed that to Booker, you know, good job. Mm-hmm. wanted to ask you freddie uh what would we like to see in the WNBA next season and which team do we want to see make a comeback well i mean like right away i gotta say vegas um las vegas's story doesn't seem like over yeah um there they were awesome and yeah so that's like my quick answer my my i mean i'm really interested in the sun playing that well and then kind of just getting punked in the playoffs like I wonder what their story is if they're like you know it's it's always an interesting thing to me when when the favorite goes down in a heap yeah every sport you know the playoffs and the regular season are very different so it's always a weird conversation or interesting conversation I should say that kind of highlights like wait what is the like how good is this team in the regular season versus the playoffs. And it makes you question the sport in general, like, you know, both how do you prepare for the playoffs in general, but also, you know, how good is the team actually? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, I uh, I think what I would like to see next season is no more single elimination games. Totally. I think this playoff format needs to be completely reworked. In terms of teams, I want to see make a comeback. I don't know if we can really call. Well, I guess. Okay. I have two answers. So my comeback team, I want to see the Seattle storm come back. They were title favorites this year. And then obviously Stewie got injured Mm -hmm. and, you know, I really feel like it's still unclear whether Sue bird's going to retire or not, but it just feels a little unfinished to me for her to retire like this. Like, I, I just feel like, give me one more year with those yeah. two. Just give me one more year. And I want to see them healthy at, at the end and make a really good run at it. Um, and then my other team, it's not really a comeback, but I really want to see the New York Liberty take a leap next year. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I really, really want to see that team kind of, I don't, well, we're going to in future episodes, dive into off season stuff, but I'm curious to see if they're going to make any moves and what they're going to do uh, around uh, Ionescu and, and see where that goes. That's a team I'm really excited for next year as well. Yeah. They seem like their story's not done. You know, Laney also is like an interesting player. Agumake as well is like just, you know, amazing. So it should, it should be, interesting to see like how they like grow up together like it's mm-hmm. it's a strong mm-hmm. young team um let me also answer uh what i want to see change about the WNBA because mm-hmm. i feel like there's a lot i like about it this is almost like a hard question in, in a weird way but like i'll like so yeah my team is 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 vegas but i want 
either to know more about or like revise the commissioner's cup because it's like okay oh yeah that's another good one is this the thing yeah. that's gonna happen this is the first year you know yeah the, the the connecticut sun were the champions but it's like they aren't the champions so it's like i, I you know i follow some soccer yeah. leagues and i do like side tournaments potentially but as a north american fan it's something i'm not used to so like you know hey i'm 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 the perfect demographic sell me on it why should i care you know what i mean yeah like it wasn't um consequential in any way no they, they won it's like it was them against seattle if i'm not mistaken or maybe yes yeah, so it was against seattle yeah it, it was very yeah and it was kind of confusing because it happened and i was like wait what yeah you're yes. right that they need to re revamp that maybe add, i don't know what they would add in terms of stakes to that but Maybe it's just scheduling or something like maybe they just present it in a way where it's like, even if it's at the same time as the season, they should like maybe there's like a commissioner cup like week or day or yeah, I mean, or maybe I, I the winner gets home court advantage every round. Oh, so like even more still, incentive. Yeah. Assuming they still make the playoffs, which if you're a top two team in the league you're probably still making the playoffs mm -hmm. unless something devastating happens. But yeah, I think home court advantage every round would be kind of cool. That could be cool. Especially if it's like the way it is now, because it's like it's two rounds. If you're not playing one of those elimination games, it's just two rounds. Yeah, more rounds. Uh, I think so, you know, <laughs> I, 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 like, a lot of rounds. I agree with you. We, we talked about this a couple pods ago. I feel like it's our first time really kind of following the WNBA like you know throughout the season and into every you know part of the playoffs and I guess this was established in 2016 so I don't know too much before that but as a fan now I want more rounds more drama more like it just it felt weird I, I'm you know I feel like the sky deserve it and they're a great team but yeah like it still feels um I don't know could, like it could be more entertaining I agree that it is time for our badass player of the week i'm a badass woman freddie who you got okay i don't know if this is going to surprise you but i didn't pick someone from the winning team Ooh. i picked Brittany griner um Ooh. i feel like yes you know you lost in four games but really to me it's the most impressive stat line like by you know, a significant margin. Like Quig Quigley was the high scorer, uh, you know, for this guy, but Brittany had, you know, 23 points to um, Quigley's uh, 18, you know, an assist a game, a block a game, almost, a, you know, a half a steal a game, really just was unstoppable. Not the reason that the uh, Mercury lost. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, definitely, I guess Tarasi is like the, the goat, but you know easily to me best player in the series was griner uh, what, what, what is tarasi's stat line for that series if you've got it in yeah it's uh um 14 a game um 
three rebounds, one assist, basically a steal and a block. So like really, you know, like, com- you know, competitive and like, but, you know, shot, you know, 32% from the field versus, yeah. Brittany, you know, who shot 54%, yeah. which is way higher than, yeah, Candace and Candace and Courtney both shot well as well, 52%, but, but Griner had the highest percentage and she averaged the most. So, yeah, yeah, I know she Amazing. lost, but. Yeah, I love Brittany Griner. Um, I mean, for me, I went with a very obvious choice this week. I went with Candace Parker. Very and fair. Maybe that yeah. isn't the most obvious, but I went with her because I just felt like her poise in game four is why that team came back to take that. She was to awesome. take that win. She just, you know, I mean, like you said, like Allie quickly went on an amazing offensive run. She was their leading scorer. Um, Kalia Copper had amazing games, more particularly in earlier in the series, but mm-hmm. was still very, very effective. Yep. Courtney Vandersloot just had some of the most amazing passes. But yeah, I just felt like her leadership and her poise is what carried them through and, and really sparked that comeback. And I don't think, you know, that happens without it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm giving it to Candace Parker. And just because I feel like we were shouting out everyone else's stats. You know, Candace is like so well-rounded and incredible. She got 14 and a half on 52%, which is amazing. You know, eight and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, two and a half steals almost, which is wow. insane. And a block again. So yeah, it's like she amazing. was everywhere doing everything, you know, game tying three in that last game, like just yeah. like nuts. Yeah, she really did the most. With that, it is time for Freddie's fun question. Freddie, what's our question this week? Okay, here we go. Um, so the the fun question is, uh, you know, this is our our you know our first time for the pod. We'll we'll be back in two weeks. We're gonna you know stay bi weekly. The finals are over. The season's over, and um, we're we're gonna continue on. And uh, a big part of women's basketball is playing overseas. I don't know much about what other leagues are competitive, who goes where, who teams up, any of that. And I feel like it's, you know, it's going to be really interesting and we're going to be digging in all, you know, all sorts of directions for, uh, you know, historical, you know, I'm not going to like talk too much about our future pods, but it's an interesting time for us. All that to say, without knowing any of that, I, my brain was just thinking like, okay, if I was a WNBA player, uh, and I got to choose where I, you know, got to play, where would I go and why, you know, assuming, you know, it's not in the U.S. Uh, or, um, you know, Canada, but I think like a- anywhere else. So, I, guess, sorry, I guess it could be Canada. There's no Canadian teams. So, so your choice. Well, but Canada doesn't have a league. A bit of a weak choice, let me say. Canada doesn't have a league. It's just you and Kia Nurse uh, running the steps in Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, basically. yeah, she's rehabbing, and you're like, yeah. You know, and shout out to Kia Nurse. Huge. It was so disappointing when she uh, tore her ACL. I so, so I guess she's gonna be out for a whole year. Yeah, it's uh, brutal. Yeah, and like really I'm curious, crappy. What other basketball is she missing, and where? You know, did she have a contract? Like you know, in a different yeah. I don't country? know. We might see her more broadcasting. We'll see. Right. But in any case, I don't know why I why I went with this country. I feel like on a different day, I could have been in a different mood. Sure. But on this day, I went with Australia. Okay. I went with Australia because I've never been. And it's expensive to fly from where we sure. are. We're based in Toronto. Whenever I've traveled, 
I've met Australians. They're really fun. Uh, the guys hit on me and I just feel like I do well there. Fair. Very fair answer. Um, yeah. It's also like, <laughs> you know, a very like it's a different place in the world. It's all it's going to be beautiful and like hot yeah. and like you can kind of like get the beach in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When, when you're not playing ball. Mm-hmm. Um, that too. I was kind of all over the place here. So I have one, but then I also have backups if you think it's dumb. Um, I'll never think it's dumb. Okay. But you can give us your backups anyway. I will. Um, Okay. So I'm thinking Germany is my number one answer. I know. Okay. See, I feel like I was like, I I, 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 I was thinking kind of like. Do they have a good team? Like, is that? I don't even know. And that's kind of why I'm giddy about this because I like the only place I can think about that has like a, a league where I, you know, I've seen that people play is Russia. And in my head, I'm like, you know, I don't, that Russia is not on my top three list of places I'd want to play if I wasn't playing in the States. It was kind of like mm-hmm. Germany because I feel like potentially they have a league and, you know, it's like in Europe so you can bounce around and like. I only assumed Australia has a league. Maybe they don't. Totally. No. And and anyways, you're, I, think, I think we're discovering that my answer is kind of funny and yours is better than mine. Um, so, That's so true. Well, I mean, I don't know what the beaches of Germany are like. <laughs> Me either. Totally. You know, I know the yeah, like no are there idea. beaches? Are there beaches? I know. Yeah, I don't. There could know. be I, a lake beach. I, there must be. Like Germany is pretty big place. Is it? It's a landlocked country, though, isn't it? Like it's uh, it doesn't it border is. an ocean. Yeah, doesn't border an ocean. Um, Look at yeah. me knowing geography. Huh? Hey, this is you know geography nice comes into this question. Yeah. Um, how often backup do I get answer, to use that fact? <laughs> my, my backup answer is just straight up uh, different place of the world. Going Brazil. Uh, oh, yeah. I feel like Brazil's totally different speed. Uh, it's probably really cool. Um, yeah, like a bunch of different cities. Uh, I don't know that they have a league, but uh, if they do, it would be awesome. And uh, my triple backup, <laughs> my triple backup, I'm actually forgetting, but I'm just going to go for it and say India. Because uh, also completely different. India definitely does not have a basketball league. <laughs> I don't think they do. Definitely not a women's but... basketball league, or at least not a significant. I don't one. think so. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, a... I'm, I'm gonna have to do my homework about leagues. Yeah, I don't think basketball's big in India. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. You know what, Australia, ding ding. Maybe it's growing. I mean, it's more it's more soccer and cricket out there, but love that. Uh, I love that you just threw India. <laughs> I'm just throwing India bone here. You know what I mean? Like shout out India. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love how I just didn't have a backup at all. Now I feel like I should have had more places. Um, I'm going to say my backups are Italy. Cause that's just, I'm just basing this on where I want to travel. Fair. And then I guess I'm going to make my third London, England. I have been there, but I have family there. So it's like, okay, that'd be nice. Hey, those are as valid as mine at least (laughs) (laughs) uh with that that is the end of our episode i mean my goodness congrats to the chicago sky beating everyone's odds uh doing the most and uh yeah you can find me on social media it's me underscore Catherine, spelled c-a-t-h-r-y-n and freddie you can find me uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's F R E double D I E R I V A S, and on uh, Insta, also my middle name Noel in there in the middle. Ooh, 
love it. Uh, here's hoping my Phoenix Mercury get some anger management in the off season yep. and come back healthy in all the ways. Cheers to personal growth. Let's cheers you know, to personal. Let's growth. hope for it. Absolutely. All right. Till next time. Bye. Right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>